This is Beer and Hymns, the podcast, where we look at the stories and people behind the hymns we know and love, we consider what they mean to us today, and of course, we sing. This is episode four, It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is. Welcome to episode four of Beer and Hymns, the podcast. All right. This is Brian. And this is Mike. Hey. All right. Today Welcome. we're talking about uh, It Is Well With My Soul, which, I mean, that's that's the hope of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It is a classic. It's Everyone knows this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's got the echoes. The lovely echoes. This, this one goes out to all you echoers out there. Yep. I, I bet the poppies are listening. Yep. They probably they, are. They are. They're some of my favorite echoers out there, <laughs> and, and beer and hymns regulars. They are so. Thank you for attending both virtually, in person, and listening to the podcast. And listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, the beer and hymns podcast. Covering all right, all the bases. Episode four. It is well with my soul. So, prepare our, our listeners. This one is filled with tragedy. Lots of tragedy. A lot of these hymns have tragedy in them. So, mm-hmm. um, this is nothing new. Um, so this uh, was written by Horatio G. Spafford, and the music was written by Philip P. Bliss, okay. which is a good name for a uh, melodist, mel- yeah. melodician. Composer? Uh, oh, composer, yeah. <laughs> the, That's the word that. I was looking for. <laughs> okay, so, um, so uh, Horatio Spafford was an attorney in Chicago back when the one of the great fires, there was a whole bunch of them. This is not really? the old Lady Leary fire okay. when the cow kicked over the right. lantern in the shed. So um, many fires. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really uh, humorous one because she winked her eye and said, it'll be a hot town in the old time. Hot time in the old town tonight. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I digress. <clears throat> uh, there, was a, there was a fire in Chicago in 1871 and... Spafford was an attorney heavily invested in real estate and he lost a fortune. And so, okay. man, that'd be rough. Like, I mean, we're in, we're in the midst of a COVID pandemic mm-hmm. and there's a lot of businesses closed down and it's rough for a lot of people. Let's say Imagine that, a fire taking out all your, yeah. you know, your assets. I mean, and you're in real estate as well. So like you yeah. have that whole sense of like, when a lot I of mean, you have is- insurance, but at the very least, it's a pain in the butt. It's like when you get in, an, in a car accident and you got to like get your car checked out and then you got to right. get it repaired and you got to get a loaner and blah, well, blah, blah, blah. And I can't, I can't imagine the, in, the insurance industry being as robust. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And at the same time, 
His only son, aged four, succumbed to scarlet fever. So okay. he's like in a bad, bad shape. And so hmm. as a lot of men might do to take his mind off things, he just like drowned his grief in his work. He poured himself into rebuilding the city. Hmm. Over 100,000 people were homeless. So um, wow. probably some people that lived in his places. So mm-hmm. he's working to like get everybody to fix as many things as he can, which is a noble effort, right? Yeah. I mean, um, so uh, he's working for a couple years, like getting things going and then decides, honey, let's like take a vacation. Let's, let's, uh, let's go to Europe, which it seems like people back in the olden days went to Europe a lot. I feel like all the stories <laughs> I read are about people going to Europe, which sounds pretty amazing. I have, uh, I went to Europe. I went to, when my wife, Laura was uh, a study abroad student in college in England, I flew over on a Friday and flew back on a Monday just to see her um, while we were dating. And a weekend that, in Europe, a week at, like four days in England is the extent <laughs> of my European experience. So, anyways, wow. yeah, that's yeah, quite a trip. Pretty extensive. Yeah. Um. So he's um. He he again. DL Moody's name pops up again. Um. So he wanted to go visit DL Moody and see his uh, evangelistic meetings in England and then have a little vacation. Like okay, take a break from all the like work in Chicago. And yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. but um, as he was, they're getting ready to leave, uh, an urgent matter popped up that he had to attend to in New York. So he decided to put his wife, Anna, and their four daughters, Maggie, Tanita, Annie, and Bessie, uh, on a luxurious French liner named Ville de Havre. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and send them on. And then he would just come by after he took care of the business. And, you know, okay. he didn't have... The phone system probably wasn't as good back then. Emails just were really <laughs> slow to get across the Took Atlantic. The yeah. So, um, you know, horse riders having to go up through Greenland and down through the, you know, Iceland <laughs> and stuff like mail is slow. So just send him along. he just stayed in New York and took care of everything. So he sent his, sent his family along. And then it like, as he's like getting them settled, he's like, he felt a little uneasy. So he like moved him to a different cabin closer to the bow of the ship, which... Mm. I'm not sure what he was hoping to accomplish there, but you know, he had some sort of premonition, bad feeling, yeah. but not bad enough to take him off the ship, just kind of move him, mm-hmm. foreshadowing occurring now. Uh, and he said goodbye and said, I'll see you soon. On November 22nd, 1873, in the middle of the night, um, as the ocean liner is gliding over the smooth seas, the passengers are jolted from their bunks. So we're not talking icebergs. We're not talking... Mm-hmm. Uh, tornadoes or hurricanes or right. rough seas. The ship had collided with an iron sailing vessel. Now, interesting. I don't know what that would have been. If it was American, if it was European ship, if it was a warship, if it was just another yeah, like ship iron. out there floating around. Mm-hmm. Which um, I, I don't know if they were on a wooden ship or what. But yeah, why two would... ships collided in the night, which is never a good thing. And water pours in like Niagara. Um, the ship is tilting, screams, prayers, oaths suddenly transform into a nightmare of unmeasured terror. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being on a sinking ship in the middle of the ocean. Like that's yeah. my worst nightmare. I mean, we've all seen Titanic, right? We know, right. Yep. we know how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, people are getting swept out of the boat into the icy ocean. And that sounds like one of the worst ways to me to go. Like, worst. hopefully... I mean, I've, have, you, have you ever, have you, the, the cold water shower is sort of like a um, motivation, get healthy thing that you're supposed to do every morning. 
a craze that's kind of been sweeping <laughs> the nation for the last five to ten years, and I can't get into it. Like it is so nope. hard. Like I start breathing. Like <laughs> oh yeah, you can't breathe. <laughs> you're just it's you're like so, a shock. It's shock. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully that would have like made the experience quick for all those passengers. But still, Man, like crazy icy water. No thank you. Polar plunges. I'll give you a donation. I don't want to be involved. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Man, that's crazy. people, within two hours, the ship is underwater, and the 226 fatalities included Maggie, Tanita, Annie, and Bessie. However, Miss Spafford was found nearly unconscious, clinging to a piece of the wreckage, wow. which literally sounds like Titanic yeah, the movie. Now, yeah, that's some right? overlap there. Yeah. I think they kind of... Stole the story from this. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and when those, there were 40, 46 other people, 47 total survivors, when they landed in Wales, she cabled her husband and just said, saved alone, which is got to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so Horatio immediately joined his wife and en route, again, on a boat, which mm-hmm. I would have taken a plane at that point and gotten over there a little bit quicker. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, but... On a cold December night, the captain called him aside and said, I believe we're now passing over where the ship went down. And hmm. um, he went to his cabin and somehow couldn't fall asleep, which I find amazing. Like, why wouldn't he be able to go just right to sleep, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, he was troubled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said to himself, it is well, the will of God be done. And later wrote this hymn based on those thoughts that night. So, um, hmm. Coincidentally, the um, composer um, uh, also perished with his wife in a train wreck um, in Ohio uh, as well after he had written the the music at some point. So this is a song like totally filled with tragedy. Interspersed yeah. with tragedy all yeah. around. I mean, wow. Yeah. A wreck. We have, we have sickness and mm-hmm. water deaths apparently are a leading cause of uh, inspiration for lyrics. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's that tragedy. And, uh, I think it's interesting that his, that the, the, the lyricist, his, uh, Horatio Spafford's Mm -hmm. influence or the, the verse was, you know, the will of, you know, God's will be done Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. It just, it harkens back to me like the book of Job, you know, you're hit with all this tragedy and your response is, you know, nevertheless, I'm still going to praise the Lord and his will be done. And, I got to be honest, I don't know if that response would well up in me at no, all. No, I I would like to believe it would. Right. But I think when the rubber hits the road, I'm going to be angry, upset, uh, and that will be yeah. very difficult for me to get to that point. Yeah, and I think anytime you start talking about the will of God, I feel like you can get in some like, it can be a tough territory. You yeah, know? yeah. Because you're like, wow, is this really what God wanted to happen in the best of all scenarios, you know, like right, it, it's, right. it's, yeah, you can get your mind bent around all these hypotheticals. It's tough territory. It is super tricky stuff, man. Yeah. So. That's, that's beautiful that such uh, inspirational words and thoughts can come from, yeah, such a tragic situation. Yeah, man. Yeah, I have five children and mm. thinking about any of them passing on before me is probably one of my biggest fears, you mm. know, I mean, besides icy water. Right. That's... Icy water is number two um, right. to losing my children. So, well, yeah, and especially in, in, in such an unforeseen, right? Like, like, just everything's fine and, and totally then, out of your control. Like, 
I mean, if it's disease, you can make some decisions about how to treat it and that sort of thing mm-hmm. or, how, you know, lifestyle. But yeah, a, an accident is... Because I think in those other situations, you have a sense of agency, like right. you have some control. Right. And uh, Or you at least think you do. You, yes, exactly. Yeah. And this him... Gut punch. Total gut punch, no control. Yeah. Just out of... Yeah. Uh, wow. As I look at the structure, uh, looking at some of the verses, you can see that final verse having that, uh, we had mentioned in a previous episode about that promise of eternity, mm-hmm. that eschatological, eschatological yes. end of, end of times, uh, influence. So which just, isn't like about bebop and Ella Fitzgerald. That's a different, the, that's just scatological, not right. eschatological. Exactly. Okay. Yes. It, it's a, it's a very, I, we had some listeners question about that one and send some emails in. So I just wanted to get that out there for all the ones who were confused. And, I'm, I'm glad you yeah, did that because yeah, it's a small difference, but, um, in the word, it's different, but it's a very big difference. Yes, it is. In the meaning. Yes. So, absolutely. I'm glad we talked about that. So, one thing I find really interesting uh, in It Is Well with My Soul is you've got these, these water metaphors rivers and seas. Yes. In that first verse, you've got talking very specifically about the actual crisis he went through, about sea billows rolling and, you know, how that influenced his tragedy. And yet he's able to put it into his song. Yeah. 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 And like the, uh, the one we did two weeks ago um, with the, the the man, the husband drowning mm-hmm. uh, on the, you know, riverside picnic while he was saving somebody. Right. And um, she had some lyrics about being plunged under the water, which is like, on one hand, brave, I guess. And another mm-hmm. hand, like shocking, or I, I don't know yeah. if she's like trying to be defiant or what the emotion is that she's, or just like coming, coming to terms with it and getting over it. Right? Yeah. I mean, and using it. Cause but I, I feel like if it were me, I'd be trying to avoid, you know, it'd be like, I feel like a total trigger for me. Like, don't mention it. It's going to, you know, bring all the grief back. Right. Right. But to be so bold to like, just face it down, yeah. you know, it's yeah. I mean, and that's maybe that's part of being a great lyricist is like mm-hmm. facing those, facing those fears. Yeah. All right. So do you want to go ahead and just sing the rest of this? Let's do it. All right. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the Shall sound and the Lord. 
Let's close with a brief prayer. God, thank you for being one who is with us in the moments of peace and the moments of turmoil. God, thank you for loving us through all of life's seasons and offering yourself um, for your peace, consolation, and love that you offer. Um, Lord, we pray that this week we would be salt and light wherever we find ourselves. And we pray all these things in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen.